Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello and welcome to episode 324 of the Filmmakers Podcast. This is an inspirational, motivational podcast to inspire you. And no matter what you're going through as a filmmaker, we can inspire you and hopefully help you overcome it. So you can relate, implement and know you are not the only one going through what you are going through as a filmmaker and creator. So listen up and take what you can from people who have been there and done it. I am Giles Alderson and on this week's episode, we have returning hero Benjamin Caron. Benjamin is here to talk about his brand new film, Sharper, starring Julianne Moore. He started his TV career uh, directing documentaries and music videos for artists such as Jay-Z. And he made a name for himself with The Heist, which was the Darren Brown one-hour special you might remember. Ben then moved into drama, directing Skins and earning an RTS nomination for Best Director. His work on the debut season of My Mad Fat Diary was nominated for an Emmy, BAFTA and RTS Award for Best Drama Series. It was around this time that I met Ben and we worked together on the web series The Secret World of Sam King. In TV, he's directed Tommy Cooper, Not Like That, Like This, and the BAFTA and Emmy Golden Globe awarded detective series Wallander for the BBC, starring Kenneth Branagh. He also directed the final episode of Sherlock, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Rupert Graves. Ben directed 11 episodes over four seasons of The Crown for Netflix. He served as both lead director and exec producer on seasons three and four and won four Golden Globes and 11 Emmys, including an award for Outstanding Drama Series. He also received an Emmy nomination himself for Outstanding Directing for a Drama Series for his Crown episodes Abafam and Fairy Tale. Most recently, Ben has directed the series Star Wars and or for Disney+. And like I say, he's here to talk about Sharper, which he made for Apple TV and A24, which stars Justice Smith, Brianna Middleton, Sebastian Stan, John Lithgow and Julianne Moore. Me and Ben are joined on this episode by fellow host Christian James. You'll know Christian uh, has been on the podcast many times as a host and he is a fantastic director. And we delve deep into what Ben likes as a director, what he creates, what he goes through, what it's like on set for him. And to be honest, we had a wonderful time and I hope that comes across. I think it'd be very hard not to. Some great news about Three Day Millionaire, the feature film I produced, which was directed by Jack Spring. It is out uh, in the UK at the moment, but it is released today in the USA and 
Canada. Go seek it out. Link to it will be in the show notes, but it's on all the usual places. But do search it out on Amazon if you can and do leave a lovely review. It makes all the difference. Uh, And in the UK, it's coming out on Netflix. Friday the 25th. It's literally this Friday of February. So if you can now go watch that. You've got a Netflix account, go support, go watch it. And if you like it, please go on IMDb and give it an amazing review. Uh, all the usual stuff. Whatever you can do to help us as indie filmmakers grow. And in turn, we'll help you because we can give you more advice. So let's get to it, shall we? This is our episode with the fantastic Benjamin Caron, who has been on the podcast before. Episode 37, nearly 300 ago, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, well, when I think about it, I'm sure you don't think about it. Uh, Sharper is out now in cinemas and on Apple TV. Uh, I hope after you've listened to this, you go and watch it and you enjoy it because it's fabulous. We talked for two hours. I have to cut this down now on a late, cold, wet Monday evening to get it out into your ears for today or for the rest of the week or whenever you're listening to this in the future, which means uh, I'm cutting it down to somewhere over an hour um but that means there's so much bonus content which is going to be on our patreon so jump to it link to that is in the show notes but it's patreon.com forward slash the filmmakers podcast next week we have the director of ant-man 1 ant-man 2 and ant-man 3 quantum mania it is peyton reed so for now sit back relax and enjoy this chat with myself Giles alderson uh the lovely christian james and the ever delightful and hilarious and brilliantly talented ben caron enjoy is this to hold or to lie it's a hold i mean you can lie down <laughs> like just, just like lie down yeah like yeah oh, oh yeah this is yeah. like a, yeah this is the life <laughs> wait do we do a breathing exercise cj at the start of the podcast ben's having a little rest i did breathing exercises once did you once on uh the set of sherlock Really? Yeah. What? Why? Um, I, I was with Rupert this morning, actually. I, Rupert uh, oh, I love that man. He's great, isn't he? Um, but yeah, so wait, you were breathing on the set. No, no so I... Um, so I'm just putting some water in your laptop there. Yeah, that's all right. Right next right, to it. Yeah, good. That's, I need a new laptop. I don't, there's probably nothing... <laughs> to get the Filmix podcast to pay <laughs> for it. Yeah. It's, on the, it's on the cloud, isn't it? It's on the cloud. Yeah, anyone can get um, it. It was like pre-therapy, and I was trying to find some way to sort of stop the noise in your head. Yeah. And are we recording this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but I can cut this out. Can we cut okay. it out? You no, can... no, I don't mind. I don't I mean, it's fine. I, but we'll, we'll cut anything we'll, else you say. Okay, thanks. Right. Okay. We'll, we'll go down Cause... avenues and anything you say, can we cut that out? We'll just, yeah, we'll just that out. In the end, so, we'll have four minutes. Yeah. And, all. <laughs> and I was trying to find ways of calming the noises in your head. Mm. And certainly when you're shooting, those noises can get very loud and very intense. What kind of noises are they? Because uh, I'm as in, you know, is it kill them all or, uh, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of anxious noises. Okay, fine. they're not even. Um, sometimes they're just a cut, you know, a feeling, a tone. Sometimes they are literally just your inner voice telling you that yeah. um, this person doesn't like you, or this is no, not going to be very good at this. It's things that everyone has. We've seen you on set. You look. You don't look like oh, those. Yeah. You know. Uh, um, you were totally in control. We came yeah. on set, of the crown, and you were yeah. like totally amazing on set. It was amazing. Well, uh, you were okay. 
that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you definitely who do I believe. Who do I believe? Yeah, yeah. Right? Which uh, a mixture, yeah. just okay. go in the middle. Okay. Okay. Look, this is yeah. the inner um, voice. No, you, were, you, were, you definitely look like you knew what you're doing. But that's the presentation of. Um, I think that's you know that's what I'd like to present on set because everyone looked to you to um, leadership in some way, I guess, or looks to you to be in control and and have a. You know, have some idea about what you're doing. Where, yeah. of course, you've got no fucking idea what you're doing. <laughs> and underneath, you know, and underneath, everyone talks about the swan, don't they? Underneath, uh, your legs are yes. kicking away, but yeah. on top, you're like, I'm just cruising mm. along, having a great time. Every, I know exactly what I'm doing. But obviously, if you take off the top of my head and look inside, there's a there's a big orchestra in there, sort of, you know, making a big fucking noise. Someone said, Oh, you should do some mindfulness. Yes. Mm. I was like, All oh, right, what what does that involve then? Like, um, actually, it was it was. It's impossible on the show not to name drop, is it? So um, it's impossible because, no, because it sounds like I'm going to name drop, but I'm not like, going, oh, it was. Uh, oh, we we try and do it all the time. <laughs> okay. the, the podcast's so well, big now, yeah. you know, we can't have every other word. <laughs> well, it's when I was talking to Ken Branner. Oh, sorry, Sir Ken Branner. Yeah, and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ken. Kenneth. <laughs> and <laughs> I think you, you could name drop bigger as well. That's the thing. That, you, you I'm can just starting. Oh, okay, oh, you're just starting. starting. Yeah, we've got a ways to go. Thanks. And we were, I was, I was directing Wallander and he, when I arrived in the morning, he used to, he used to sit in the car and he had an eye mask on. I thought, oh, okay, he's just having a nap before he gets, comes on set. That's not a nice thing to do. And then, um, I was like, oh, you know, do you have a nice sleep this morning in the car? And he was like, oh, no, no, I'm meditating. I was like, oh, right, meditating. What, what kind of meditation do you do and he's like oh transcendental meditation mm. I was like oh tm what or tm i was like what what is that and he sort of explained it to me yeah. i still didn't really get it and he said look there's courses you can go on you can do all that and um and then it just sort of stayed there and i didn't really do anything about it for probably two or three years but it was sort of stayed in the back of my head and then i found one day i sort of came across this app and it was sort of the orange with the orange dot is it that one? Oh, no, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called mindfulness, isn't it? Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was actually. Oh. A, it's a, it, <laughs> I tried. I tried this. I've been on this journey too. I can't advertise. You can't advertise. Sorry. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's a really simple one, but it's not. It, it, it doesn't. All it does. This is madness, right? All it does is it. Yeah. Well, actually, no. It has a ten-day sort of course where you Ooh. it sort of gets you ready and teaches you what to do, and it's really. I'm. I'm not the person. I don't work for TM. I'm not going, going to say I'm you're not, not selling it. I'm not selling it, and I'm probably and don't listen to me. This is probably not what it is. Well, but no, this the is the whole point. This is to listen to you. That's <laughs> it's a podcast. That's what we're here to do. Listen to Ben talk. This is not probably what it is. Don't worry, we're this But out. you basically have a mantra that you sort of say over. I can't believe we're doing this. We have a mantra that we sort of just do over and over in your head, yeah. and and you clear everything else out, mm. and that's what you do. Yeah. And so all this app does is just gives you a bong at the beginning and then a bong at the end yeah and you can have 10 minutes and the first time you do it it is impossible because you're sort of doing this thing and yet all these other thoughts just keep coming into your head Mm -hmm. but it's sort of you're meant to sort of just see them and let them pass over and then when you do it over and over and over it actually becomes easier anyway this is a long story because on sherlock I was like, I'd sort of just discovered this and I was evangelical about it. I was like, oh, this is great. I know I'm going to do it on set in the morning Mm -hmm. because when everyone arrives um, on set and you you have this, um, you know, this small army that turns up 
Yep. The electrical department, you've got the grip department, you've got um, the, you know, design, props, actors. You've got probably anywhere between 20 and 100 people mm-hmm. who are all come on set and they're all bringing with them all the baggage from that morning and mm-hmm. from the day before and all the stresses and all of the um, their own individual um, stories and and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be a really nice thing if just like that, we um, before we start the day, we just do a bit of mindfulness. <laughs> and, uh, and and I mentioned this and I thought, okay, I've got to get the actors on board. Yeah, because you need them to yeah. be on board. Because yeah. they're not on board. Because if they're not on board. Yeah, yeah. So I mentioned it to Benedict and, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd better take, I'd love to do that. Come back another little bit. And I was like, drop. okay, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Benedict, come back. Yeah. Uh, okay. And Ooh, Martin was like, sorry, I just uh, that back up there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Martin, Martin was up for it. Yeah. And then uh, I mentioned it to Mark, uh, who was sort of, you know, the Gattis. co yeah, Gattis, the co-writer. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. And then I thought, okay, now I've got to get all the crew on board. Mm. And the way I sold it was because, I, I, by the way, we're filming this in Cardiff, Wales. I thought, okay, it could easily, here's, here's a tosser from London turning up, going to do some mindfulness, mindfulness stuff. Yeah. meditation on set. Outside so, looking in. So, yeah. I thought, okay, I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to call it yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I get yep. it. Is that, but by the way, before you laugh about this, all I'm asking you to do is do nothing on set yeah. for 10 minutes. Just stand. Yeah. You can have your eyes open, yeah. eyes closed. You don't have to do anything mm. for 10 minutes. I'm pay- we're pay- paying. I'm not paying you. Yes. Yes. I'm not paying <laughs> Thank God. Someone, Someone is paying you <laughs> to stand here and do nothing. And, 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 I, and I, it's an experiment. It's a thought experiment. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a film set experiment. Would BBC uh, be delighted about this? <laughs> yeah. Ben, you're just costing well, us I think, hundreds of thousands. I think <laughs> Sue uh, and, and Stephen uh, mm. Moffat were like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> but you know the actors were on board, so they were like, oh, "Okay, God, fuck yeah, yeah, okay." Right. Oh, sorry, and very quickly, so Ben, were you directing all of the? Or were you one of? Shut up! Your guest director. So you directing? Is it like who's this new guy coming in? And I did the last my... one. Okay, yeah. I finished it off. <laughs> yeah, literally. there haven't been any more since that one, right? So I came in, is it the moment? did this, <laughs> and then it, that was it. So yeah. I take from that what you want. But I, <laughs> I, after the mindfulness, is an industrial accident of epic proportions. <laughs> no one came back. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did it every day, and 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 I did say to people, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. You just go off, go, go somewhere else, and then come back afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we did it, and I like to think that actually it benefited everyone I say and it did sort of change the temperature or the frequency or whatever you want to say of the day because as a film director I yes I I'm here to tell a story as much as possible but I also I'm I'm also intrigued with different ways that sets are run yeah and how you can change certain things in a positive way and 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 this I this was a thing I thought I'll try it out do you see other directors and other sets? Because it took me quite a long time to see that, and I think you learn so much from that. Not but enough, you... I would say. Not yeah. enough. And I would, I, I, I'd love going on other director sets. I think yeah. um, I, I, I know on the Crown it was very inclusive and very collaborative. And often I would go on set with um, Stephen Daltrey, and I've shot see, I've actually shot scenes for Stephen. Stephen has shot scenes for me, which I think is probably weirdly a unique British thing. I think in America, you're not even allowed to. 
do that. And that's because, I can't remember the reasons why one of us did that or not, but it, it just worked and we don't mind doing it. And, and yeah. often, sometimes when we were there at Elstree, we would come down and, and I loved that um, sharing of, of different approaches and seeing different approaches. Like I was always really impressed with um, how Stephen would set up a scene and maybe it was sort of from a theatrical background. He would spend a long time creating the background before even inviting the actors on set. So he would really create that world with the background, get everything up and running and then would bring those actors intersect and sort of fit them into it mm. is there ever a danger there though i suppose that you could do all that uh your lead comes in and says, I'm, not, I'm not doing it that way i'm not going to face that way or, or is that ever but a... that's but that's always going to be the case in terms of but i'm just talking about the world yeah. of that world i'm not the... critiquing his oh yeah no no, no that's, in, yeah I, he knows way more than i do obviously uh, but, i mean he would <laughs> say he probably doesn't he's very <laughs> modest about it but I mean, yeah of course that's going to happen always, yeah, yeah yeah that that happens i mean i guess um He'd have to justify it. I don't want to justify his work. No, practices, sure, sure. But I guess yeah. um, it was just an interesting way of going, um, yeah, okay, you've created that world. And it's more probably for bigger set pieces when there are lots of, you know, yeah. like you've got 50, 100 extras or, or, or actually maybe sometimes one or two. I think he just wanted to make that world feel real yeah. and honest and work on that. And then, and then uh, sort of bring the actors and work them sort of into the scene yeah. with obviously their, their support. So it's just, so there are moments like that that you see. And do you steal those? Kind of, or not steal, sorry. I steal as much as I possibly can <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, anyone. I, yeah. And then, and then mix Script it with song. something else and then hopefully no one will recognise that I've stolen it from them. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just blatantly steal something. You have to sort of take a little bit from something, something else, something else, and then sort of mix it together and then, you know, yeah. say it's your own. But when you're working on like The Crown or Andor, you're coming in and you're part of that world and you're working constantly with other directors and you're crossing over yeah. in terms of you're shooting one block, but th- that actor has to jump onto that set and yeah. you know that constant thing. So that collaboration with other directors, as CJ was mentioning, that must happen all the time where you're literally making sure you're on the same path and you're talking about the scene. Do you talk about how you're working with an actor? Do they say, oh, they like this, this actor likes this way? Does that happen when you're working on something like that? Um, no. (laughs) You're going to have to find it out for yourself, mate. I'm not going to tell you this one's a dickhead. (laughs) I was telling you, Ben was poised, ready to go. go. I know what you mean, as in... I, I know the question you're asking. Okay, Correct. good. I'm glad. Yeah. And and I and I and I really want to give you a, a real answer to that. But I think the honest answer is every director has a different personality, and you are going to have to work out your relationship with that actor. Mm. And I and I and this is just my own view. I think that me saying to you, "Oh, this actor likes this or doesn't like that," I think can kind of come through your lens mm, good point. and and i mm. you know and i i just be wary about that because you know ultimately it sort of it does involve personalities that's very true and yeah. they I, just might not get on with that person yeah and therefore they're putting that onto you and saying yeah. oh they're difficult they don't yeah. like this and, and actually that's and that's fair. really dangerous because yes. then you're immediately going into that situation with a someone else's viewpoint that you have inherited and i think mm. that's dangerous i think you have to discover that yourself um have you worked you have no names but have you had drop one in a minute yeah (laughs) (laughs) you can't you won't want to drop it on this one trust me um but have Have you worked with a massive dick (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Every yeah. night. Yeah. yeah but, I like, but how do you? I was trying not to do that joke. But, um, it was there. I could not hit it. I was, I was swinging for the fences. I really one. was giving us some room to breathe and not to forget the dick jokes already. Um, but have you worked with someone where you're like, ah, oh, this person doesn't like me, and I'm not that keen on them, but we were in this for a few weeks or whatever? And how have you? How have you sort of traversed that tricky terrain? I've had one experience which was really tricky and I've been fortunate and uh, there haven't been many mm. and, and, I, and I do, I credit this to the fact that um, my advice to any director starting out, whether at the beginning, the middle or even at the end of their career, I would advise them to go on a course about acting. I know that mm. sounds a mad thing to do, but mm. go and spend a week um, learning about acting because I think you will appreciate, understand, respect their craft as much as your own and that has put me as in I did that when I was younger because I wanted to be an actor and then I thought I wasn't very good at it but I understood a little bit about what was involved in that and um, so I think my conversations with actors always come from a place of sort of uh, understanding what is involved uh, uh, by what they do mm. since we last saw Chris Ben we saw you yeah. in probably was it 2018 when was it I don't we know we were trying to work it out because obviously we we came and did the podcast which was just down the road originally yeah. when you came on and then we you very kindly invited us to the set of The Crown which is an amazing experience to see it like that and to actually it made me think oh yeah I'm uh, okay I'm not too far away I'm not at that depth mm, okay. yeah. you know what I mean no, no, no but I am no, yeah. but I, I said to myself I was <laughs> but do you know what I mean I just confidence put, all about confidence, all about yeah, yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just tell, tell yourself you yeah, can yeah. do it. but what it did do was make me go oh it's the same as any other set yeah, yeah. that's what made me it wasn't yeah. me going oh my god there's execs everywhere and there's something special it yeah. was brilliant to watch yeah. it looked that. like a bunch of, of just all you, all you, your, you and your gang were just dicking around with a camera and yeah. going, oh, let's put a camera there and let's do this. Oh, if you've got time, we'll do that. And it's like, yeah, she that's kind of... She... No, no, no. <laughs> I just told her back to when he's dicking around with Golden Globe and he's dicking around with the camera. That's what it looked like. I have just told people to make it up as I go along. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's fine. No, but do you know what I mean? It looked like, okay, rephrase this. <laughs> yes, please. I'm digging <laughs> myself. Giles would never ask you that for another podcast. No, no, you're It looked like you were just like having fun. Yes. Dicking around. Yeah. And... But it was what I and on that to say you say dicking around. But what I saw was playing and finding stuff. <laughs> yes, that's because what I meant. you were getting you were saying up with Helen Bonham Carter. You say dicking, right? I say playing. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's something we could get arrested for, or you get yeah. appraised for. It, yeah. They're both in the yeah. same sense. But what I saw was like Helen Bonham Carter in a bed, and what you did was you just talked with her and played, and then yeah. you just talked with the DPs, and yeah. suddenly the magic happened around you with yeah. the team that was so oiled. Yeah. That was what was lovely to see. It was just the magic of it. And it's That's so really nice to hear because I don't. I guess I don't. You sort of just take that for granted a bit. You try not to sort of step outside and kind of look back at how you work. But I guess I've always been. That's always been a part of my process is playing, and yeah. you know. Now I think that's going to also be part of your personality. I don't know. I, you know. This is my story. This is how I get work done, and this is how people respond to it. I guess there's um, sometimes I will absolutely like on and or I. Um, the last episode, which was so finely engineered that I had to sort of slightly change my approach to that. And I, and I had to basically sort of almost sh- previs or, or shoot the, shoot that episode 
with a iPhone and my, my assistant and a, and a, my first and my cinematographer out on sets, like every single scene. And then with my editor, cut it together, knowing that that was how uh, I, I was going to film it. Because if when I it came to shoot day, you yeah, had an edit. Because if I hadn't done that, there's no way it would have worked. So, well, tell us about that. Because work, working on the volume is obviously totally different to most people's ways. There wasn't a volume. There wasn't a volume, was it, Orlando? No, 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 no. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the re- that was one of the great things about it because I, um, I got invited to go on set the volume because mm. they had it at Pinewood and they were showing it and I and I was like, oh, this is the death of filmmaking. Um, mm. It's not, and I was. I'm being dramatic, but you know, they were like, Oh, we can take you anywhere in the world. You know, mm. you don't have to go to Nepal to shoot. And I was like, but I want to, I want to go, I want to go to Nepal. You know, we yeah. can give you rain when you <laughs> want rain. And I'm like, oh. but I like getting wet. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. So it's not going anywhere and it's going to be around and it's very successful. And I'm sure at some point I will, you know, end up going, I fucking love the volume. Mm. <laughs> but Andor was, no, no, it was old school. It was sort of how mm. Star Wars was, originally shot it was sets it was bat lots it was you know real the real life world that they had um built from scratch with this amazing team design team but what was different about it then that you, you said that you had to previs and otherwise you couldn't have done it so what was well, specifically what was episode 12 because it was the sort of rhythm of it and because you did um, several epi- you did a few episodes did three, three episodes, episodes yeah. i did the last two and then a, a middle episode yeah but the, the last one a big sort of a big chunk of it was the rhythm of it was prescribed because of the music that had been written and that mm. was going to take you through this whole journey through episode 12 and so the the rhythm of it and certain moments that you needed to hit in the in the music and the certain interaction between characters because all of our characters was, were basically in this one place and they all needed to be sort of at certain places at certain times so it was like this big jigsaw that tony gilroy you know mm-hmm. just another brilliant name, name brilliant, brilliant yeah. writer director <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> Wrote, directed Michael Clayton, which is one of my favourite films, great and, film. and you know, and also yeah. one of the best action directors, writers out there from you know, Born and and you know, and mm. obviously Rogue, everyone loved. So he had he had put in place these stepping stones, this this amazing rhythm throughout the whole uh, script. But you know, it's then your job to go out and and make that work. And there was, I, I just had to. You know, things like sight lines, making sure that certain characters could see other characters, certain characters couldn't see other characters. The only way I could literally do that was to go out with an iPhone and just every scene, which sometimes could be like just one eighth of a page, is just go, right, this character's going to be there, that character's going to be there, this is the kind of shot, the movement here, shoot it, do, and it was probably like one or two, you knew, you knew it was going to be like one or two shots per per sort of scene and then go back into the edit and and start cutting that together and then go oh that doesn't work go back out and so so actually when it came to shooting it was like it was so freeing Mm. because you knew you had this this um template to work with and of course there was stuff on the day that you could um be play with and be flexible with and then of course you put the actors in and you're bringing all of that color to it but it it that was that was a very different discipline to anything else I'd sort of done in a kind of more traditional um, sort of drama directing, I guess, mm. where actually you do have two actors and you you I probably have been up the night before thinking, oh, I've got this idea of a sort of a a, a shot or a two shot or I've got, I know the sort of status in the scene I want to create. But then when you come on set, and that's 
probably all that work is by the way bubbling around the back of your head but when you come on set with the actors you're you're then they show you something else and you're like, oh that's that's so much better than i imagined sitting at my desk last night and i can still get the same um feeling as i was thinking about last night but this is so much better and um, mm. yeah and that's what he's talking about taking the credit for other he's like yeah no i'll just take yeah. the credit, but i'll say thank you to them for, yeah. for doing it but then when that happens is it a case of like okay now we'll talk with the cinematographer and go well my idea was to do this but now we're gonna do these shots instead and you just edit that mentally in your head well if i'm doing this it means i need to cover this is that kind of what you go through um I mean, sometimes I'll go, I, I, I've, I've, I, you know, there's, I've got this real specific shot that I've seen or I feel that I, I want to get that links to there. And then, and then they will kind of work out how to make that work. So um, the Battle of Algiers was a big reference point for that mm. final episode. So there was sort of, a, there was a, there was something about that that I wanted to sort of bring to Ferrix and to that world of, of Andor that felt visceral and real. And I, and, and there's sort of two opposing forces that were kind of coming up against each other. And, and the camera work in there felt a, a kind of flavor of, of what I wanted to sort of bring across. And, and as soon as you kind of give a creative steer of a, of a temperature to your, team then they can kind of run with that a bit you know so let's say with the crown you are the look and the feel are um dictated by its real life so it's there's a certain thing you have to do but with star wars if you're coming into that world and it's a world you have to create from scratch but yet you've got to work with other writers directors and showrunners how do you slot in to that thing where they make it yours and then and some things like ferrex is set up in episode one and I, some things are going to be in your episode for the first time. How do you juggle all those? I'm the worst person to ask about this because oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we brought you in today. Yeah, this is really the only thing. question we have written down. Well, can we get someone who can ask these yeah, questions? Yeah, because... Have you got... <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's not I just, you I don't I sort of just ignore what's gone on before <laughs> you directed this <laughs> you came in no but that is that so that's I your just, technique is it your I, you, I, yeah. maybe it's really sh- I'm going to get caught out at some point I don't really try to, I'm like okay that's their thing I just do my thing that's uh, probably the right yeah, thing to do yeah that's the answer that's yeah, well, right, thank god but yeah. uh, and it's been alright so far and yeah. that's all I can do I don't really know but does no one say to you oh this is how we shot these bits these are the camera moves we've used this is how the actors walk this is or, or no. mostly this colour or you know uh, you... okay I will look I mean I suppose the set's been the built. costumes yeah, the costumes yeah. are set yeah and you know when I came on to Andor the, the costume designer I think had been on the job for five years wow he'd been on the, the longest I think even longer than Tony had been on the project so yeah. all of the costumes had been designed and they were you know way ahead of that and and actually in a way andor was i would say closer to the american system of directing than the than the british system and i mean you know typically before all my projects i worked on before then you would come on at script stage Mm -hmm. and then you would then begin the sort of the hiring of your team the production the making the editing the delivering whereas in this in in this and or situation a lot of that had already happened so a lot of all the sets had been built a lot of the costumes had been decided um a lot of the actors had been cast so i was purely being brought on in a in and it was actually really refreshing and i loved it because 
um you know all those other things take um real estate from you to to yeah. to do mm-hmm. and so i could just purely focus on directing a, a, a sort of character-led sci-fi drama and 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 i and i wanted to do that going from the crown which was sort of you know a uh, a period mm-hmm. costume drama as we mm-hmm. might call it i don't know yeah. and then and then into a sort of sci-fi and so actually i didn't i just wanted to focus on the purity of that and having to think about how am i going to film a space battle yeah or how do i film speeders going across landscapes or what does it mean about working with um creatures and Mm. all of those things and also i hadn't really done big big action sequences you know i had a team of 50 60 stunt people every day (laughs) and i turn up and go right what we're gonna do today i go Okay, wha- how about we blow up some stormtroopers? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, okay, well, I mean, that sounds like I am just making it up again as we go along. But there was, no, yeah. we had an amazing stunt team, Mark, who, who led that. And they and they worked for months and months beforehand coming up with these amazing elaborate sort of stunt sequences. Then you'd kind of work with them and then you'd sort of fold into your... Into your um, into the drama um but you know some days it was like okay we've shot everything we want to what do you want to do like okay i want to send i want to send a stormtrooper over that balcony they're like yeah great give us an hour and (laughs) you go okay i'll go do something else and you come back and then suddenly a stormtrooper's being thrown over a balcony and like great let's film that so um so you know you want to hold on to that you want to hold on to a bit of um sort of spontaneity and playfulness on the day as long as you know and if you've if you've been a good student and you've done all your work and you've and you're ahead of it then you can you're, you you have time to afford yourself to to do that in the um sharper press kit yeah. i'll get to sharper shortly we should, shouldn't we? We should do shouldn't it mentions your presentation deck that you oh, right. did. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, or not, that is but you, true. You do. Yeah. But so when you're um, they just write any old uh, shit uh, in uh, those <laughs> things. But apparently, it's very good. Thanks. According to the uh, yeah. the the PR doc. Yeah. Um, but when you're uh, leaping from the crown to something like Andor, yeah. what's the tra- what, you know? Do you have to present a deck? Because how would you present a deck to something like Star Wars, which already has this visual? Yeah. Round? No, I didn't. I didn't. didn't. I didn't do any of that. So um, I just got plucked out of a hat. He's free. Yeah. Yeah. He's free. <laughs> What's his price? Okay, yeah, well, it's low. It's good. It's uh... he's mindful. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do meditation on set. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. I haven't actually done that since Sherlock. Which I was going to say, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't carry on with it. But um, we should yeah. do it now. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, okay, everyone. So yeah, what did you present? So, well I didn't do anything. I um did you have a meeting we, we, so the pandemic the up. pandemic happened. In that period, um I was looking forward to making a feature film. And I'd been developing a script with Seesaw, who, um, with a producer called Ian Canning and Vanessa Kirby. Mm-hmm, amazing. From, you know, we'd stayed in touch since season two and we had this project that we wanted to make. And, and I was like, and I was really passionate about it. And it was, um, and I spent a lot of time and I sort of, you know, even gone to the, extent of sort of doing a, a sort of visual um pitch for how the film looked and um so that was sort of happening and but it was obviously the pandemic happened and it was like 
getting insurance for independent films. All it was just that was not a priority. Yeah. Every, you know, big productions were happening because they could afford the COVID expenses. Certainly in the early yeah. days of that, mm-hmm. and. A producer that I worked with on Wallander, Zana Wallenberg, called up and she had just come off Chernobyl and was working on Andor and they were looking for directors. Uh, and it was written by Tony Gilroy. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I know that man. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested I'm, by that. I'm That's interesting. Uh, so they sort of send you the, I mean, they don't send you the scripts. I mean, to get anything from Lucasfilm is is. It's, it's quite extraordinary the extents of sort of security loopholes you have to get through to read anything but i read the scripts and i and i was i was in i was totally in and I, and i you know you know when that happens you read something and there's nothing else you can do apart from i want mm, to do yes. yeah. and are they this. saying here's all the scripts or here's episode three and six and eight here's the ones we probably- sent me the first three scripts and how do you pick the ones you can or want to well do? no at that point i was like oh okay great yeah, maybe kick this off. You know, they're talking to me. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna kick off a big Star Wars TV series. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there'd been Mandalorian had happened. I guess. Yeah. Um, Boba Fett was. I don't know whether that came out at that point. But yeah, it, it was, was about. I know to. there were other stuff. And so I met Tony, and we talked, and he he loved the crown. He he loved my episodes. I loved his work, and we talked about Andor, and I talked about how it was it was. Um, it was character driven. It was sort of, you know, there were no lightsabers. It was no Darth Vader. It was sort of back to kind of some of the, some of the storytelling that I loved from the original Star Wars. Um, and I loved the, the cast that they were talking about. You know, I loved Diego, um, who plays Cassian. And it was a really good conversation. And they were sort of talking about dates. I basically heard that another director had got the job. Uh. Uh, and and it was unfortunate because actually it, I should have heard it via Zana or that. And I think the thing, you know it's so easy for this to happen. By the way, I've done it. You are like so in the thick of stuff. Mm. You know the stuff that you should do. Just you yeah. probably don't get around to it anyway. I didn't hear, and I was really pissed off. And I was like, "Well, fuck you, never mind." And then and then they came back and were like, "Oh no, but we want you to do other episodes. Um, we want you to do the finale instead. We've got these. You know, we want you to do it, but it, it just." The other director, who's Toby, by the way, is brilliant. Um, but by that point, you were so pissed off. You were like, no, fuck well, it was, you. Yeah. Like, it was a bit like... <laughs> you regret really, sending this shitty email. Yeah, yeah, no, I was really pissed email. off. Just, I'm just telling you this because it was the truth of it. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, it's important. Like, oh, it's nice it? to hear. It, it is. It's really nice yeah. to hear. It, we all, yeah. But I was yeah. like... Because the ego was like, oh, well, you know. And, yeah. and then Tony wrote me this charming email and he was like, man, I'm really sorry. We fucked up. We should have, I should have got in touch with you. You know, look, it was really a, he said a coin toss between. <laughs> Could they sense your, uh, your frustration? Right? Yeah, because yeah, 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 I wrote a really stroppy text. Is that okay? Yeah, thanks, man. He fucking told me. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought we were friends. Yeah. And, and he was like, no, no, I'm really sorry. Uh, it's just, look, I had met Toby in person beforehand and he was in New York now with that, you know, so it was just, I just had a relationship. I'd met him in person. I've really met you over Zoom and, and, you know, he, we were a bit further down the road with him and you came on board and, it was, but I really want you to do these last two episodes and, and this episode, you know, please will you reconsider and come on board. I left it a few days. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. How long? Yeah, so yeah, if you've got, yeah. you got a no, sweet gig, how dick. quick do you reply? Yeah, no, I can't you know. be a dick. I mean, yeah. I was like, I mean, I probably should have done, but no, I was like, okay, all right. No, it's Tony Gilroy. Yeah, and and, and also, it's fucking Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> um, 
So I swallowed my tiny amount of pride. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, of course. So, uh, and then that was it. And then we, we were like, okay, so to start prepping um, November. And that was sort of, a lot of that was kind of on a bit online or going to Pinewood. And then we started shooting in January. And, and it was sort of a three or four month shoot eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah. Did you enjoy it differently to The Crown? Because obviously The Crown was... Was it a, like, oh, it's... I don't know. Was there something different between the two for you as a director? I loved... There was a lot of... We had a lot of the same crew, actually, that came across. It was no really way. really lovely. Yeah, a lot of the, oh, a lot of the um, technical crew came across. Uh, actually, I mean, not so much more camera crew, I think, but also some art department as well. I see you did um, Adriano. Is it Goldman? So Adriano. Did he shoot episodes, he but not your episodes? Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> yeah. um, because, actually, he, it was really annoying. Because he actually did do the first block. Yes, yes. yes. I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah like, I'm, I'm still not talking to Adriano. Fine. Adriano, <laughs> just, no, I am. It was, I also said that to Tony. I was, and I was like, he not you. only are you <laughs> not giving me the first block, you've also... <laughs> Take it Adriana, like what? It's nice to kick in the teeth, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah no, we're really sorry." I was like, yeah. "Okay," I was like, "All right, I'll find someone else," <laughs> and that's really hard because I'd worked with Adriana for five years, and I love Adriana, and we, you know, I still see him, and we talk all the yeah. time, and actually, we'd been talking about making that film together and Ooh. trying to make those dates work, um, but then of course you're like, "Okay, I'm going to have to go find someone else," and I got introduced um, to Damian Garcia, who was this brilliant Mexican cinematographer who had just come off Narcos, but also done a couple of independent films that were brilliant. And, uh, and I met him and I, and I, and I saw his work and, and I just loved that South American kind of attitude that he had. And I thought it worked brilliantly with, um, with Andor. And so we, that started a new relationship. And, and again, I've now really happy that I've met someone else that Mm. I, I'm really happy to work with because you can't always have your first choice. And actually now I sort of have a position where actually if one is busy and the other one's, you know, mm. then you have options because actually it's nice to yeah. have that. And it gives you a different perspective, a different eye, if you like, especially with a cinematographer. It does make you go, oh, because they'll come up with different, you can, not saying you get stuck in a little rut because that's the wrong word totally, but you do get in that, 
it's easy. It's freehand. Oh, we know what we're doing. Oh, let's do that shot. Yeah. And where someone come with something fresh, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and I think that's nice. You can, as a director, you're constantly being pushed. Or how about this? And you're going, oh yeah, I've got to keep thinking. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is good. And then obviously during that time, you were trying to make your film that you were talking about with Vanessa Kirby. But then Sharper comes along. Yeah. Julianne Moore comes out of the the mist and sort of goes, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why are you coming out of the mist? Well, because it's just in not. my head. That's really cool. Yeah. You can just yeah. see it. She's right. not a vampire. <laughs> is she not? She's coming no, out the so. smoke yeah. machine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. On a disco floor, there she is, fully roller skating in. I don't know. I imagine do that's you, how Charles, it happened. Do you need a minute here just to uh, finish? Can we this? have a mindfulness yeah. moment, please? Yeah. So and or to that, let's yeah. talk about sharper because look, we loved it. We were talking about that before. Where well, we're outside actually waiting. I don't like. I don't want to say anything about the film. I, in fact, <laughs> don't even if you haven't seen it. Yeah, stop. Watch it. Come back because I think this is one of those films Wait, no. whereby you don't <laughs> want to know anything about it going into it. So, but the genre is very much that kind of like it's a. Um, uh, everyone fucks each other over type movie. Is that genre? That classic it's genre. It's a heisty thriller. It's a heisty thriller, yeah. and everyone's. But it. So it's even a genre I don't like, and I loved it. Genuinely, honestly, That's hand on heart, I swear on mm. my life. I was like, I said to Charles, I was like, fuck, it's really good. Yeah, I, I, I agree, by it. the way. Please, don't watch any trailers, don't listen yeah. to this, just go and watch the movie, and then if you want to come and hear a bit more about it, then, then do that. But yeah. I, Because I, that was my experience reading the script, was yeah. that I knew nothing about it, and I would encourage anyone that comes to this film, mm. don't, it, it, trust me, just go and watch it, and, and yeah. if you don't like it, I'll give you money back. Yeah, Although, ah. <laughs> wait, no, no, I didn't mean that. Cut that out. Wait. <laughs> I'll give you a subscription feedback. Because it's, it's in cinemas <laughs> and on yeah. Apple Plus. No, I'm holding you to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You email I'm e- anything. I'm email us anything. at. Yeah. <laughs> I regret telling you. Do you want your yeah. money back? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Normally at this point, uh, we would play the trailer of Sharper, but you've just said, don't watch the trailer before. So we probably. Because uh-huh. we'd say, right, tell us about the film and we'll play it, drop the trailer in later. Obviously, not magically now. This is the Should best we do example of a film of where like, going cold. This is my, yeah. absolutely I think so. a. I think so. no, the less you know, the better. It's really, I mean. Well, tell us about it and I'll decide whether I'll put the trailer okay, in. Okay, well, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. talk about the trailer. I remember saying to Apple, like, how are you going to do a trailer about this movie? Mm-hmm. Because yep. I don't want you to tell anyone about this movie. But, yeah. And they're like, Mm, hang on uh, ben, we <laughs> ben we need to sell the it. marketing department <laughs> this is our job market the we movie like oh man but can't you just um I mean, and i was like this is a challenge to you you know how have you, you seen gonna... the trailer have you... i have seen the trailer what's it like is it uh it's actually a, um it's, it? it's it's a really good trailer did you just um, say have you seen yeah, the trailer? Yeah, I have yeah, the Oh yeah, you, you probably would have done. The very first trailer yeah. I saw, I, I wasn't very happy about. Yeah. But then my poor, my poor sister, who because uh, she co-produced the movie, yeah, she's Your a brilliant, um, creative yeah. collaborator, partner, co-producer. Mm. We worked together for ten years now. She was uh, she worked on the Crown. She was script editor on the Crown. So yeah, she and I um, got to make this movie together, and and it was there right from the beginning, sort of meeting the uh, producers and meeting um, Julianne and through the mist, through the yeah. Yes, yes. Coming, yes. blinking. Blinking through the mist. Who did this? She has a water vapor <laughs> machine in her pocket and wherever yeah. she goes. Tonight, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. 
going to be Julianne Moore. Showing my age now. <laughs> yeah, yes, a little um, bit. For the youngsters, it was an old this? show. How would you describe yeah. the movie, though? To give us a little... So people go, okay, what can I go going in? You don't have to give the full synopsis, but something that would make people... In- um, you mean like, here's this big, here's this little sort of celly punchline-y thing. So ben, what's, what's, just, ben, what's your uh, elevator pitch? Uh, <laughs> Come on, tell it to me. Uh, I would say Sharper is a uh, a comic thriller. Oh, nice. Some people say it's like neo-noir thriller, but I can't really, that doesn't, you've said it. I don't really, that doesn't really roll off the tongue that well, but um, Mm. about sort of sexual politics, trust, betrayal, twists, um, sort of twists and reversals, and it sort of, it builds like a poker game in which the sort of stakes get higher and higher. And that was good. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm and all, and yeah. All, all encased in greed. <laughs> greed, greed and kind of, you know. Yeah. One of the big things I love about the film is, is, is its non-linear narrative. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's sort of where the structure kind of echoes the, the sort of story's tricks and turns. Mm. Yeah. And it seemed to me a very American story a very new york movie mm-hmm. which sort of allowed me to kind of explore some of the look and feel of the films that i loved from the sort of 70s yeah like clute like thomas crown affair mm. like some of the sort of scorsese films films that i loved films that um were kind of character driven films yeah i guess as an outsider to that world because you know as an english person um i thought i could bring a kind of outsider's sensibility to that sort of story about people trying to enter and pass through different worlds um and hopefully that was advantageous to me and and it's all about and it's a film all about confidence and i think as a filmmaker sometimes you have to sort of show confidence going into meetings where you're having to pretend that you know what you're talking about and um you know that's not always the case (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and I could sort of see some of that translating in to Sharper. And that was fascinating because CJ mentioned something earlier about in the PR deck about your pitch for this film. You said they're, you know, going in and feeling a little bit, um, oh, we, you know, that, that imposter syndrome and, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? But what one of the things I really loved about the film was that outsider eye of New York. Yeah. It just put it in this, and that's what I love about going to different places to shoot there because you put your own, other people have shot there and they've done stuff there and you put your vision on it and that's fantastic. Uh, but CJ mentioned about in this press pack that said how you went into that meeting and what Julianne Moore said as she came through the mist was that she really liked how you pitched and what you came up with. Yeah. Do you want to talk to... <laughs> what was yeah. that? What Should was I that? do it? Should I just do the pitch Just do the now? pitch now. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, was it a deck? Or was it all verbal? Or how, yeah. What was your process? Um, or how do you gauge what they might want to see? I guess it... Yeah, I don't know. Present, uh, I mean, I can't even call it presentation because that sounds really like a sort of... Um, sounds like something you would do on... But it is a present. What else is it? It, it is a presentation. presentation. I know, yeah. but I can't... It pains me because I just think of... Um, in the uh, office. Like yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. Doing PowerPoint. 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 Yeah. 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 It PowerPoint. Basically, it's a PowerPoint presentation. It's a PowerPoint yeah. presentation. Is that what you have? Is that what you... Do, do you actually... <laughs> he's, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> I died. Well, it was, it was, you know... Um, it was online. Because oh, you did it on Zoom as well. Yeah, yeah, I did it on Zoom. So um, you didn't want to leave your square box. You're like, I'm staying in this box for yeah, this meeting. Yeah, and and so I had basically I had <laughs> images that I had pulled together that I uh, that sort of gave a look and feel and tone 
of the um, colours and the mood of what I, I thought the film would be about. And then I just talked about um, the kind of defining features of the film. Do you have it mapped out in front of you to yeah, some degree? Do. Sorry, or do yeah. you so, have it? So, so I had, so I had, okay, you want to, the practicalities of yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough, fair enough. So yeah, I had, I absolutely made a PowerPoint presentation. Let's yeah. call it for what it is. Call it it yes. was a PowerPoint is it, oh, presentation. Know, yeah. But although I think I did it on, uh, I think I Oh, used, numbers or pages. 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 Yeah. <laughs> no, not pages, the other one. Oh uh, yeah, 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 the Apple version of PowerPoint. Yeah, although actually, I think my sister sort of put together, she used something called Can- Canva. Canva. Yeah. Canva. Yeah. It's very good. So we did it on that. And, and, and they were basically a series of images. And on top of that, there were kind of bullet points, I suppose, of some of the points that I was making while talking it through. So I had a separate document yes. with a script. Right. So you are, so your script, you had a script in front of you, which they couldn't see. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, yeah. So we, we yeah. have to pitch all the time. Yeah. And I, so my technique uh, is similar in that. So I have, it'll be a whatever yeah. deck. Mm-hmm. Images, I always like the bullet points up yeah. there. I agree. And then what I'll do is around my screen or around a bit of card around my screen, yeah. I'll put post-it notes yeah. everywhere from the section that I'm going to look at. Yeah. So my eyes always sort of making eye contact with that the, is, that is the, trick. the camera. That is the trick. Don't look down and read. Don't yeah. look down and read. Yeah. So in many ways, you don't actually need to see the people you're looking at. No. no. You can so even push them away. Which kind is of, or put them at the top. And, and whatever you're reading, just have that close to the top of the camera, where the camera yeah, is. Yeah, the lens. Mm-hmm. So the it's, lens like, it's basically auto-cue. Yeah. And, and then as you perfect this, mm. I would, you know, don't just read it. You know, yeah, riff it, find ways to pause, to think, you know, because by the way, you want to make it feel as natural and as instinctual as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, you are reading from a script, and there is nothing wrong with that, by the way, because you are prepared. Yeah, you know, I think you it shows the discipline of you as a director that you've gone away, thought about the story you want to tell, yeah. and this is how I'm going to present it, and these are the images that I want to associate with this part of the story I'm telling you. And then I actually had a piece of music that I played oh, okay. um, over uh, like a little montage section mm. I, I created. You were using yeah. music in your pitch, which is great. That's yeah. what, I've not tried that. And cue cards it? around. Now, yeah. what happens when you're in a room? Because obviously <laughs> Zoom is different. <laughs> not doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I love yeah. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. Direct from yeah. Zoom. <laughs> I, I actually try and always push pictures towards Zoom now. And I try really? to do it in person. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, it's easier to put, like, yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. you said. I, I feel you. I'm better on Zoom than I, than I am. I mean, I can do it in the room, but... I like, I, I, and because I, of that, you can have it all set up. You have this little orchestra, you can orchestrate it. It probably is a way you could translate it into the room. Like you probably could. Look stupid. We're going to have to. Look <laughs> 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 like with your little cards Guy around. Guy with post-it notes on his head. Yeah, what's he doing? Why has yeah. he done that? Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you, he hasn't you, got the job. But you could do it with a laptop. Or you could have your own little yeah, yeah, screen yeah, I, in yeah. front of you, uh, couldn't you? Yeah, but, uh, it's, but it's that's more of a, I'm doing a wedding speech. I need to learn oh, as I much know, as I can yeah. and slide through it. Technology is accessible to everyone now. You can do that on your yeah. laptop easily. There's nothing really stopping you now. You know, there's no real barrier to entry. Mm. So, And so, it is about getting the job. And it yeah. is, if you want to be a director or whatever it is, screenwriter pitching your project, yeah. you have to be able to do that right. And yeah. you do have to invest into that. Yeah. You can't just rock up and go, oh, well, I've got this. Because the person who has, CJ, who has put all his cards around, you have put all your cards, you know, you know what you're talking about yeah. when you're pitching. You're going to get the job. And or, make it short. 
Make it short. That's yeah. a good tip. Yeah, I think so. I, I, we I, don't make it this podcast, especially. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time, do you yeah. remember we cut it into two? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So long. <laughs> this one we might have to as well. Yeah. So let's talk about on set then, right? Yeah. Because I remember when we were talking, when we went to the pub after we had seen you for you know uh, the last podcast. We were talking. You were saying, "Look, you guys have made feature films. I've done telly. You know, we were talking. You know, it's that simple. It's like I've made telly. It's like it was tiny, but you were making these huge things. What was that like?" for you because you were saying you wanted to do it was it the same experience as you thought it would be i um it was everything and more is is the honest answer i absolutely oh. loved it from beginning to end it was um why why what was it because it felt was it yours did it feel like it was yeah yours? i guess it was that it was yeah. that like everything else beforehand it always um had Someone else's hands on. Yeah, right. You know, and I and I said yeah. this before. I guess in in the past, you there are pros and cons for this because in the past, you, I could sort of hide behind something if 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 it wasn't successful. I go, oh, that's that's Peter Morgan's fault. Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> or, oh, and or wasn't a yeah. success. That was Tony Gilroy's. Yeah, fault. Yeah. not my fault. It? I mean, yeah. I did a good job. And it wasn't this fault. Yeah. Whereas now, your head is very firmly on on the block. So that mm. that careful what you wish for, right. and that and I haven't you know thank you for saying the things you have, but obviously the film hasn't gone out there yet. And that is terrifying about, you know, what people are going to say about your movie. And, and in a way, the reception of that film, it, it will be an indication of whether you get to make another movie. Right. Sure. So that, but, but that is such a tiny, tiny part of the whole process. And I was with Julia Moore last night. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'll just go. Get that, 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 that was a good name. And I, and I, that one was and it I, Misty? And I was asking her about <laughs> literally this about going, uh, what, you know, how do you deal with the, you know, the film coming out? She's like, you, it's, I, she said, I say to actors, if you don't like the making, if you don't like the doing of it, don't mm. do it. You know, and I, and she said, we spend so much of our time doing it the the moment where the film comes out such a small moment that that can't what what it's about so i've spent two years pretty much from beginning to now here doing this film and that process has been amazing from um the the pitching process which was really i mean this is going to be really annoying i'm really sorry but it's been really straightforward and easy like i i i hear you guys talk about financing films and getting it set up and how all these sort of different bits of money have to come in and then things get delayed and that and and that was i guess my trepidation going into this but one of the great things about this script or this project was that um Julianne Moore had been brought the script because it was on the blacklist mm -hmm. by her management team because she was looking expressly for projects that she that had parts in that were parts that she was interested in and and that she was looking to produce to get it made so she read Sharper and it you know this brilliant script by Alex and Brian and was like oh that's a great part Madeline I want to make it and as soon as she said I want to make it mm -hmm. then Apple and A24 were like uh, and picture start were like okay we'll come and make it with you mm. so then so as soon as she said it that's it this film's happening and then the process of looking for a director so when i came on board um you know i don't know how many other directors they'd spoken to but when i came on board and then i spoke to her and we were aligned in the kind of film that we thought this could be yeah. and um they were like okay and, and by the way this other film that i was mentioning earlier i thought 
I was going to be doing. And I was, it was, that was the passion project and it was still happening. And I kept going, I, 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 they wanted to shoot in the summer and I was like, I don't think I can do it because I'm doing this other film. And they literally, we had this call and the producer was like, okay, we've got Julianne Moore, we've got A24, we've got Apple, it's greenlit, you've got, I don't know, X amount of dollars to make the movie. Five dollars. All you have to do is say yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. it was like this moment my entire life where I, all I wanted to make a movie. Yeah. And there and, it was and, in front and, of and you. And it was like there. Yeah. As I'll call you back. <laughs> did you? I did. Yeah. Because. So what, what were you wrestling with at the yeah, time? I wasn't wrestling with anything. I was like, I was playing hard to get. I yeah, like it. Because yeah. yeah. my, my sister was there and she, I put the phone down and she's like, are you fucking mad? Yeah. She's like, this is a job and for me. And I was me. like, no, 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 no. I was like, okay. I said, no, look, yeah. the, the honest answer was, I, I have to, I have to basically tell the other producer of the other film i'm not going to continue without the moment right so i can't yeah. just say yes yeah. i have to be you know i have to show some respect to that mm-hmm. and the process of that but that also yeah okay you can say playing hard to get but the reality was it was going to interrupt her entire life we were going i, I didn't want to just go to america on my own i, yeah, I, yeah. I have can young kids yeah i wanted my family to come out there with mm-hmm. me and there were certain things that i wanted to happen if we went out there so uh, it did that probably annoying thing of like phone my agent like that I'm 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 thinking about saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening to this now is going, what, what a twat! Yes. Yeah. What a, what a twat! twat. No, no, no. I'm just giving you the inside no, track, okay? I'm giving you the inside. There's track. a family, and you got and you can't yeah. say yeah, yes. You can't. Hey, just by the way, yes. wife and yeah, kids, yeah. we're doing this now. But, yeah, but, you've but got also, because then what that meant was then. They were like, okay, so he hasn't said yes straight away. So, all right, fine. We'll fly We'll fly him and his family out to New York and we'll look after them. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to live in a certain place. And they're like, yeah, we'll have So all of these things happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said, okay, we'll guarantee all that. And then it was like, okay, yes, I'll do it. Yeah, right. And uh, but I get... <laughs> But I get your point, right? Because also you are so passionate about this other project. It's the, your baby. And knowing you're going to do this film means that is either not happening or it's certainly not happening now. That was the most painful thing. Yeah. That was the most yeah, painful yeah, thing. And, and actually, I was, I'd already gone through a fight to hang on to that film because there was a moment where I think I'd gone to do Star Wars and the producer was going to go somewhere else. Like, no, no, I really want to make this. Oh. Like, I'd done a lot of work on this. And, mm. and actually... It was um, like telling your travelling girlfriend, no, 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 I'll be there when you come back. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah, like that. It was yeah. like a breakup. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it, was yeah. like, it was a breakup. Yeah. 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 Wait for me, honestly, together, I'm going to come back. I'm coming back. back. Yeah. And, and also, we, I think Vanessa had... had we did a rewrite of the script. She wasn't on board with that anymore. So I was having to find someone else. It was all, it wasn't, it wasn't a dead cert, even though, and it, but it was a moment. And that moment was, was running out because it was also a film that was of a time uh, uh, that God. felt, uh, uh, you know, it felt, I don't know. Anyway, it was painful. And so, yes, we had to sort of say, um, I had to part ways with that and say, I'm going to go off to America. And, you know, and that's, mm. yeah. But you've, what has come out of it has been incredible. And, you can then go, okay, what next? Do you know what I mean? You, you're now in a position, obviously you're waiting for, to see what people say, but I think that's irrelevant. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like you've massively proved yourself, you know, in in our eyes and what little we know, but that's, it's like you're already... Yeah, then you get given the keys and you get given the keys and you're going over to like, yeah. you're going to go to America. You're going to be, you know, and, and you hire all your, you hire your entire team mm-hmm. and... um you know, you spend you spend weeks driving around with this. You know, I had, I had based the dream team because also the pan, it was still kind of pandemic and everyone, mm. not everyone was working. So I got the best designer, I got the best DOP, yeah. I got yeah. the best, I got everyone 
was available that right. you wanted, which was amazing. It never happens mm-hmm. because everyone's working. It's probably yeah. like that now. Um, and I got to shoot. I was like, so um, I want to. I want to shoot on film. You, sh- you, you shot, shot on film? film. Yeah, shot on thirty-five mil. Because we we yeah. spoke earlier about because yeah. a lot of times, circus. Because you've got a lot of. I don't know why I'm telling you this. You know yeah. this, but uh, <laughs> I've it, I'll tell you. About you. Um, but there's a lot of like uh, stuff which uh, blank walls, yeah. or walls of nothing, but just a color sprayed on them. Yeah, and it, and which is in digital very hard. To, I find it always quite hard yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. But it's film, so it's oh, it's yeah. interesting. Well, that's cinematographer Charlotte Christensen, mm-hmm. who yeah. um, had did um, the Hunt. Yes. And um, the Quiet Place. That's right. She worked and, with Beckham and, Woods, didn't she? On yeah. The so she, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So mm. she had um, she shot a lot of film and, and yeah. knew about that. And we talked a lot about um, Clute and how I loved yeah. Gordon Willis, who was like the sort of you know yeah. known as the Prince of Darkness and his sort of sophisticated compositions of light and dark and yeah. how he kind of used those shadows and underexposed sort of long takes to yeah. kind of bring about a the atmosphere and the delicacy within all that. Yes. But I guess, you know, I talked about these films from the seventies, like the color of money and yeah. the, you know, later on, maybe the usual suspects or the Thomas crown affair, like mm. the sixties version. And I just thought, or the house of games was a, was a, in the David Mamet yeah. film. And I thought, you know, all of those were shot on film and I wanted to kind of evoke and, and play with those associations. And so I just thought we've shoot, shoot it on film yeah. and, and nothing, you know, the texture of light and the graininess and all that. I just it's, don't. It's all it's, burnt in. And you don't, yeah. you're, you're not trying to fake you're it. not trying to your, fake yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's there. Because yeah. when, we, when we called up here, we, we turned up and, uh, George, you're like, fuck, it looks really good. Mm. And it, it does mm. just, yeah, yeah it just it's, obviously we would be nice because we're here chatting to you. It'd be a really awkward conversation if we said, looks a bit shit. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. genuinely, yeah. it looks yeah. great. Like, she did a great job. I yeah. mean, they all did. We had a brilliant um, production designer as well. The Kevin's design amazing. Kevin right. really is um, fantastic. You know, well, he did Michael Clayton actually. And then we had some amazing technicians who, uh, you know, work with Scorsese and work with um, another name drop uh, Cohen Brothers. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's amazing. You're like, yeah, yeah. They, they, that's yeah. actually they're. they're the collaborators mainly were, were those people and you're coming on board going wow okay and we want to do is ask some stories about that does the crown and andor help in terms of give you some clout to well, actually no in, in fact throughout was it helpful having those behind you having that success kind of elevated you to a i don't know better whether, position i don't i don't it got i can't you in the I, room I, for sure right it yeah got me, it definitely got me in a room and that I'd been you know I'd been exclusively on the crown for four seasons and yeah I, you know I hadn't got off that and I guess I had a I had a confidence from shooting you know 11 episodes of that and and the experience of all of that you know it didn't feel too dissimilar from what you know making sharper in many ways what do you think you've learned as a director then you know like you say you sharper you felt was a similar experience to the crown and in terms of directing especially directing some like julian no no Moore. it wasn't it wasn't similar that's not okay true. no no it wasn't well, similar no no like working in america was very different talents yeah it was just a different rhythm a different tempo and shooting on film was completely different um does anyone warn you about that, that rhythm and no, tempo or do you have to learn that got, the learn? only way you know these things is doing do it, it. Yeah. i can't I, I, people can tell you stuff and you sort of you half listen to it and you take it on board but until you actually do it until you experience it you can't i just don't believe you'll really know what that is so yeah. you've got to go there and do it um you know people don't shoot 
many movies in New York because it's hard to make movies in New York. Just getting anywhere in New York mm. is tricky. And we were largely a location movie. And some days we were in one location for one day. And I, I was, I was going around locations with a designer before the cinema took off, before Charlotte had come on board. And I was basically sort of choosing locations. She was, it was, it was tricky to get her in the country because um, there was a travel ban and embassies weren't open. Embassies weren't open in, in Copenhagen. So we couldn't get a visa to get her over in time. So I was, I was, I, I was, I was picking locations on 40th floors in, you know, in hotels going, I love this hotel room. And then, you know, like three weeks before she turned up and go, what have you done to me? You know, yeah. where, where, how am I going to light this? Which, I mean, to her credit, she, we went with it and she worked her way out and it was challenging, but it was moving that amount of people around these places. Sometimes for one or two days was really challenging and, you know, and it takes a while on the first day to get in and up and running and then, you know, and then by the second day, you've just got your temper and then you're moving on again. And that was really challenging. So a lot of it, a lot of the locations are, yeah, like penthouse apartments and well, not a lot. There's a few. Yeah. They're not set. So, they, so they... the, the Richard's, Richard's penthouse yeah. is, that is a set. Yeah. So that, so that, because we were in there for, a, uh, I think we were in there for a couple of weeks. There's one scene that's a, kind of, there's a sunset throughout, isn't there? I think in the, yeah, in the exactly. window. That's, yeah. So that, so that was a set and that yeah. was VFX. So we sort of put out the windows and stuff yeah. like that. But that was the only one really oh and and sandra's apartment that was a set everything else was locations and yeah. we were going between you know um washington square down to soho into up you know uptown manhattan we were going to queens to jfk so we, it was amazing we were like moving all over the place and company moves are tricky in manhattan as it is moving around in london there is traffic yeah um so it just takes time because obviously that's it's so tiring as well when you've got how many weeks did you shoot we kind of um we had actually we had a really generous shoot we we had um nine weeks nine weeks okay so in that time and sometimes on say some of that tv series you in and out a little more yeah a little more so here this is brain space this is tough because it's constant on 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 although i found it easier did you because because i think i coming from television and the longest stint I ever did was 91 days on the crown. And that was season three. And because I got really grabby and I thought I could do four episodes and it was like the first four of that season. It was probably in hindsight too much, Mm -hmm. but I was jumping around there between different stories and different episodes. And so that, that's, that was, that was, blew my brain. Whereas this was a sort of straight arrow in many ways. Mm. And yes, we weren't always shooting it in order, although the kind of shooting in order is, is in a way um, the non-linear of it sort of messed with that anyway, the film. So, um, but the story was one story, I guess. And that I found a lot easier. Hmm. Your, your, your board or your dartboard is smaller. Whereas the yeah. crown, it's your, yes. yeah. yeah. I can see other the, stories coming in and other ca- and characters and actors where this is yours. Yeah, your timeline yeah. is much more concise. Yeah, well. you're We're definitely, relatively. yeah, you're the boss. That's the thing in that way. You're one of the bosses. You're running the ship. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there's quite a few. And I think that is, that's fascinating to, to learn for you. What, what else do you think you're going to take to your next feature? Hopefully if you do another feature. I've retired. 
Have you? It's good. You should retire. It's probably. I don't think there'll be any more work after this anyway. I think you're done. I think most directors, isn't their first film the best one and then it's done, isn't it? Yes, you just gradually down. When people hear hear this podcast, it's done for you. you. (laughs) (laughs) We all did. We just stopped. Stopped. You come and be the co host of this. Um, It's like that. You look very good at the microphone. Thank Um, you. Yeah, it's true. Have you got stuff lined up or what's the. Do you you go in. Is that how you get a job on this? How good you are on the microphone? Too well, much. Make promises, Judge. If oh, you don't... look good with a microphone, you get a job <laughs> yeah. on the filmmaker's yeah. podcast. You look good. Um, <laughs> do you have you got a plan uh, set out, or how do you? What's, I, your, what's going on? What's I happening? I genuinely don't know. I, for the first time, I am not either beginning of making something or the end of making something. So I can't remember when that was. So I've, uh, which is sort of uncharted territory, and yeah. and it. Um, you're jobless it, is what you're saying basically unemployed you're unemployed okay. that's why I like to say retired <laughs> you know because I can come out of retirement yes. <laughs> whereas uh, unemployed but yeah I'm yeah, unemployed and uh, I'm, I'm we, I have a, a couple of projects or a few projects that I'm developing with my sister and with some uh, other writers and production companies mm-hmm. that um, if any of them happen I'll be over the moon yep and they are all sort of at various different stages of we have a script, we're trying to find um, actors, or we have a book that we have a writer that is now doing... Um, uh, doing Draft on. Uh, thank you. That's yeah. right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Draft on. Um, Proper production house, right? You're, you're now... Right, right. That yeah, sounds but, like. But it. I, I, I think I think it was like a horse race, you know. Yeah. And I don't, I can't tell you which horse is going to win at the moment. Like sometimes yeah. I could go, oh, that that the, the that the, one's worked. That, yes. yeah, number yeah. one's going to win, or maybe which number one three's going to win. Or then yeah. suddenly yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one's lame. Just oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. one's fallen yeah. at the first yeah. hurdle. Yes. That's yeah. gone, and that. So so it feels a bit like that. Um Although maybe none of them will win and something else will just come in and you'll go, that's ready to go. I guess what I've realized is that Sharper was quite a unique project in a way that it was like, oh, it was ready to go, which is quite, in many ways, it feels familiar in terms of television because television is sort of commissioned, ready to go, you have a date. Whereas I guess in the film world, you're kind of waiting to get talent Constantly waiting for the money, waiting for, waiting the, for the money, waiting for talent, and uh, so I'm in that a little bit at the moment. Yeah. Okay, all right. Are you excited for what's next? Y- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> no, no, I'm really, I'm really Can you tell your face? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited because uh, I just had the most amazing experience, and I sort of want you know, you just want the same again, don't you? Yeah. You want yeah, it, I want to, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want to go. Uh, and make something again because mm. that's really what gets me going. Gets you, me. You've flown too close to the sun. You want to fly closer. Yeah, to the yeah. Sun. They say that. it's yeah. never as good yeah, as your no. first time. Though they do. It's it's a thing that they do say. Yeah. Right, your first feature, even though how hard it was or whatever, they do say it's never the same freedom or love. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true because I I felt like my one of my other ones after that I really enjoyed. So it's a funny thing, but oh. that freedom. Is interesting, right? You've made a great movie. It's, it's, you should be very proud of it. It's, honestly, I really, really liked it. I was very proud watching it. I was like, this is really cool. But con movies always uh, seem to have everyone, uh, there's no likable characters. Yeah. This is the other way around. Everyone's yeah. quite like all of them. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what's fascinating. When you yeah, miss you them when you go to another section yeah. of it, you know, in that, that non-linear way. Oh, was that a conscious effort? Totally. Your, yeah. Totally. I want you to I want you to fall in love with all of these characters yeah, and do. their relationships. Mm. And they and they and the, you know, those relationships change. Yeah. And Rugby. your loyalties change. Yes. Yep. And it's like, hang on a minute, I was just rooting for uh-huh. I was rooting for Thomas Sandra. Yeah. And now I'm rooting for something so the, else. The breaking bad thing, isn't it? You're always yeah. 
And I think that's what's brilliant about what, you know, Brianna has done, what Justice has done, what Sebastian and, yeah. and Julianne and, and John Lithgow, I think all of them, I mean, I can't see anyone else in those parts from those people. And it's brilliant what they've brought to this part. And I think that's, it's, that's what gets me going. Great characters, great actors. And, yeah. and I think the, that's, it's more for me a, a film about how people talk and about how they lie and how they sort of cheat and deceive and all of those things about human behavior yeah. that, that is, I guess, you know, is a con movie, yeah. but you know, that's, I'm, 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 I sort of lure you in to forget that it is that all the time. That's yeah, what I'm that's trying to do is trying to, trick, it's the magic yeah. trick yeah. Yeah. is trying to make you forget it's a magic trick. Yeah. And that's my job as much as I, that's what I try to do all the time was just to forget do you are watching a magic trick? That that whole last act, I mean, it's probably going to get cut anyway. That whole act, whole act, <laughs> we we sort of had to work out a bit in the edit, right? Um, it wasn't really written like that. I mean, you can anyone go online? It was it, this script is online. You watch the film, go to look if you're is interested. Twenty twenty blackness. You were saying exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. you can go and see yeah. how large chunks of it are exactly the same. And Brian and Alex, like, honestly, they're brilliant, brilliant writers. But I guess the ending, there's always things you can have to sort of play around with in in the edit. And I guess mm-hmm. the ending was something that we had to do a bit more work on engineering. And I, and I, I remember sitting in the cutting room with Jan, my like collaborator, long-term collaborator, brilliant editor. And I'd, I had to basically put the film in linear. Um, and he, he didn't actually know what I was talking about. Really? So I did this big, well, because I sometimes, you know, when you, I, I, I'm doing it now. You, <laughs> <laughs> you just jump in and you don't set something up. You don't have the context. You're kind yeah, of, you just, yeah, yeah. you just expect people to go with you on this journey. And yeah. I think this was a moment where I sort of pulled off, put this big piece of paper on the pool and I started putting the film out in, in linear form. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of looking at it going, Oh God, here we go. Ben, <laughs> Ben wants to basically now put the, you know, re edit the, the film thing. in, in take, take out one of the, great things about it was it being non-linear he mm-hmm. wasn't but it linear what the fuck is he on about and so i sort of written all that because i need to understand what happened in the gaps and what sure people yeah. were doing. what i was actually trying to do was trying to understand there were lines in the film that i thought could work for the final act in a kind of usual suspects way yeah that i thought i could take out and could become part of sandra's journey mm-hmm. and i was sort of plotting that out yeah. and then and then eventually he i sort of he kind of worked out what I was talking about. And then we began to plot that final act with um, snippets of the film that could follow her as it took her to the end. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sharper is out now uh, in cinemas and on Apple TV. Well, they've already seen it, Giles, because we've established (laughs) that they should have stopped watching this because of the spoilers. You're right. You are right. Yeah, well done true. for watching Sharp yes. on Apple TV. You've already watched You're not having your money back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a disclaimer. Um, you can go out there and make your films, everyone. You can do it, your TV series, whatever it is. Believe in yourself and go do it. And if you're lucky enough to rise up and do well... Send the elevator back down. Send the elevator back down. Ben Caron, thank you so much. My pleasure. This Thanks for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure, as always. We look forward to having you back on very soon. If you'll come back on, definitely I'll be, will. Well, he'll be hosting most of them. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'll be here. You'll be hosting. He'll be emailing us. Guys, <laughs> guys, have you that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All the best, guys. See you next Tuesday, as always. Go make your films. Make it happen. Bye. 